Have you ever wondered what happens after ever after? Have you always yearned to know if the end is really the end? No? Well, you're going to find out anyway with your hosts, Andy, Tammy, and Gina. This is 2D Vision. Welcome once again to Television Disney Sequels Explained. I'm your host Gina, and as always, I'm joined by my two best friends and co-hosts Andy and Tammy. How are you guys? Hello, everyone. I'm doing great, and I can't wait for this episode, even though <laughs> we're heading to finals and <gasps> my life is ending. Yeah, it's not okay. Oh. <laughs> How are you, Tammy? I'm doing good. I'm exhausted, but I'm excited to talk about this movie because it was literally my childhood i watched this like a hundred times when i was eight oh yeah (laughs) awesome so everyone this is a very special episode not just because we're talking about the little mermaid 2 hint hint but Mm -hmm. also because (laughs) we have a very special guest with us her name is megan say hi to megan hi megan hi how are you Um, i am good I am all ready to talk about this movie because it's so underappreciated <laughs> and I feel like people just forgot about it Aww. because they're dumb and now we need to remember <laughs> it because it's amazing. Oh, I love your attitude. Okay, so for everyone who doesn't know, Megan hosts an amazing podcast called Women of the Wheels. It's a Star Wars podcast and I just gotta say that I really loved your Phantom Menace episode. Like, <laughs> I, I will be completely honest. I'm not the biggest fan of the Phantom Menace. It's, it takes me like three days to get through it whenever I watch a Star Wars marathon. <laughs> but just listening to you guys talking about it, it just made me kind of fun. I find a new appreciation for it, truly. Like, it was something I had never even considered about the Phantom Menace. And you guys really, like, opened my eyes to that. Or I guess my well, ears, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that means we did our job I'm so happy to hear that yeah I love it I haven't listened to the Talk of the Clones one but I can't oh it's wait. a fun one it's I, a fun one. Oh, I love it um, That's yeah. A, yeah me and me and Nettie screaming for like two hours it's great I yes. highly recommend it yes <laughs> I do I recommend it too Nettie's also like a friend of ours from the Star Wars podcast community so uh, we also want to have Nettie as a guest someday you so, will be in the future I guess yeah I'm pretty sure <laughs> Okay, um, so everyone should just follow Megan, should follow Women of the Wheels. We'll, we'll, we will give you the Twitter handles that you can follow on at the end of the episode, but for now, just keep keep in mind to follow Women of the Wheels. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you guys are ready to tackle this movie? Yes, I was born ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before we get to the main course, of course, we have to talk about the original one. And of course, The Little Mermaid 2 is a sequel to The Little Mermaid. It came out in 1989. And of course, it is the movie that started what we now know as the Disney Renaissance. It's a huge movie for Disney. It really changed the course of the studio. Uh, I, I guess since Walt Disney's death, the studio hadn't really had a hit. And this one movie came along and it really changed everything. And it set up what Disney was, you know... It was known for movies like this for 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. And so do you guys want to share your memories of The Little Mermaid? Um, Meg, you are the, the special host. The special <laughs> guest, so mm-hmm. we can start well, with you. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, just a quick addition to your point. Um, Walt Disney passed away in 67. So this was like 20 yeah. years of 
quote unquote bad movies that <laughs> weren't just weren't weren't hits because they didn't have that storytelling spark. So, and you know, with Glenn Keane animating, Ariel was a character that came to life, unlike a lot mm-hmm. of characters in many many years for the studio. So, um, you know, and I'm sure I don't know about you guys, but I personally had the Ariel Barbie doll. That <laughs> I definitely took in the bath with me because she had yes. like a color changing hair streak. Yeah. Um, Love it. You know, there's not a single person on this planet who has not heard, you know, part of your world or <laughs> under the sea under the or sea. but right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was I was never the biggest fan of the movie itself. I think I was more a fan of the sequel because I had identified more with Melody than Ariel. But <laughs> um, you know, for our our generation and I mean I had working in retail like the amount of aerial things for young adults and adults now just goes to show how important she yeah. is because you know we yes. have mermaid leggings and everything from you know jingle hoppers to there's a water bottle at the disney store that literally says prince eric fan club like it's you can't even make this up it's like i need that i so need that is there like a yeah. fling rider fan club because i can be in that one <laughs> right. Is it a Kobu fan, um, cu- fan club? Because I want to be in that one. <laughs> Give me her Gillies. Oh, oh yes. So yeah, my, like growing up, I I used to pretend I was Ariel in the bathtub and try to make my hair float the same way it does when she no, sings "Part of Your World" on the rock. Um, but I think I a lot of the same experiences that everyone else, you know, every other girl my age probably felt because Ariel was just cool she was beautiful and she sang really pretty and mm-hmm. you know a lot of the movie was just visually mesmerizing yeah, like, especially part of your world when she's reaching up to the top of the grotto oh. like oh, you know yeah. everyone knows what that looks like because that's what we know <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's I my heard, I heard in the Disorder podcast that um, there were some people who even said that when they were watching the movie on theaters, like some kids even like tried to reach out and touch Ariel's hand oh. in that moment because it was just so touching. And like the funniest part is, is that that scene almost didn't make it into the movie because mm-hmm. Jeffrey Katzenberg didn't want it in the movie because he thought it was boring. Are we talking about Jeffrey yep. Katzenberg again after yes. the last episode? <laughs> so we're dissing Jeffrey Katzenberg in this episode again. But like you can't, you can't not diss him because he wanted this sequence gone and Glenn Keane was like, no bitch. Yep. And he worked on it and he worked his ass off and he made the scene what it is today. And just as Meg said, it's, it really, really connects to people. Okay, sorry, well, I interrupted you. Go on. No, it's fine. It, my only one little other thing. Um, again, I'm not the biggest fan of, this, of The Little Mermaid, and, you know, I'm going to be doomed forever because of it, and there's probably some weird Disney fan curse on me, but <laughs> um, I did have the chance to um, see Glenn Keane give a talk at the Walt oh, Disney no. Family Museum no, no. about... It was, it was earlier this year, and... <gasps> He talked about, you know, the conception of Ariel and how she was, you know, supposed to be young and innocent and beautiful. And I got to watch him draw. They had the, like, the virtual reality 3D drawing thing. So I got to watch him draw Ariel in 3D live in front of us. And it was just like, like, this character is just so alive to all of us. And I think that, I mean, granted, he is responsible for a very, very large chunk of that because, you know, Glenn Keane could probably, you know, own the world how well he <laughs> creates characters. Yeah, but, um, 
But yeah, so she's she's Ariel. Like, who doesn't know who Ariel is? Like, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm crying. Like, I'm almost crying yeah, when so you say I'm that. Almost, I'm so jealous of you right now. Like, wow. Just I imagine that experience is amazing. Just imagining being in the same room as Glenn Keane. I think oh, I will I cry in front it. of him. Yes. <laughs> He's I one of my heroes. Like, had a heart attack. Like, I mean, <laughs> I was I was with my mom and I was just like I kept hitting her. And she kept hitting me and because my mom is also my mom has worked for the company and still does and she like you know she, that was like one she was a young adult was when that movie came out so she has a strong connection to it too just because you know what the age we are now is how old my mom was when it came out so here we are like you know I'm freaking out because she was my princess and she's freaking out because it was her princess oh <laughs> I love that yeah that's beautiful yeah so we died it was fine <laughs> it was we died it was fun it was casual <laughs> you know casual dying my favorite kind of dying oh my god <laughs> that's beautiful Megan thank you for sharing that story with us of course um, Andy I think she wants to go next so mm-hmm. I'm gonna hand the mic to her hello <laughs> <laughs> He's ready. To the Andy show. <laughs> no, that was Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my experience with this movie, I think, is it's the same experience or a similar experience to all the kids that are uh, around our our age uh, right now. I'm 21. Um. So yeah, for me, The Little Mermaid was always there. It was one of the most important movies in my childhood, just because it was one of the Disney Renaissance movies, and of course, it was we can say it again and again it was one of the most important movies in animation history i i think and i just it just i just find it really fun and really pretty and i think i i never get tired of watching it i don't think it has just like a slow a slow scene or a slow moment or when i doze off i just i just enjoy it throughout when I was a kid, actually, I, I watched it, but not as much. And I said this on the first episode that we did, the introductory episode. But I watched The Little Mermaid 2 so much more mm-hmm. than The Little Mermaid. And so much that when when I was... I remember one time when I wanted to watch a movie and, and I said, Oh, I want to watch The Little Mermaid. My mom was so surprised and she was like, You mean The Little Mermaid 2? And I was like... <laughs> No, I kind of want. I kind of want to watch The Little Mermaid, and she was like, "Weird, but okay," because I, I didn't watch it who as much. Like, who are you? Uh, but yeah, uh, I think my last when I was a kid, I changed uh, favorite princesses a lot. But I think <laughs> <laughs> Ariel was the last Dis- the last Disney princess that I said, "Oh, she is my Disney princess." Before. I said I was I was over Disney movies, and then when I started my my renaissance with Disney era in my puberty years, <laughs> um, I changed princesses because you know Rapunzel da, but <laughs> she, she was she just made a real real really great impression on me I think in a lot of little girls that's why The Little Mermaid is one of the movies that Disney keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. Everywhere in merch in merchandise in the parks, everything. It's just Because people keep keep asking for it. Yeah. Like it, it still connects to children and it still connects to with adults, of course. Now the children that grew up with it, as as mm-hmm. Megan said, we have grown up and we still love it and we still want our aerial merch. <laughs> and yeah, so that's the way they, they yep. keep doing it because they, we keep asking for it. Yeah. I think uh, out of the older princesses, uh, if 
Ariel has uh, 200 merchandise items, Pocahontas has one. Oh. So, <laughs> I think the only princess that have more merchandise uh, than Ariel is probably Elsa and Anna. And Cinderella, maybe. Maybe, maybe Rapunzel, um, I don't know. No, Rapunzel, no, no. I can, I can actually speak to this scientifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, right now, we have an influx of Belle, as usual, and Ariel. We got a, we have a two-pack, so our Barbie dolls, um, a Royal R, I work at the Disney store. Um, <laughs> the, um, we have a two-pack of Barbie dolls that's uh, Eric and Ariel in Aww. the boat, in the Kiss the Girls, like, Aww. outfits and scene, like, Aww. and I had a... I, the only people I've sold it to are young adults. I have not oh. actually sold it to a parent or a kid yet, so, you know. <laughs> oh, I think I saw that on Instagram and I died. Probably, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Casual dying. Casual dying. Um. <laughs> um, I, sorry, I, I actually of the... I have lots of aerial merchandise. I think I have leggings and I have socks that I bought mm. on... Oh, yeah. I bought on California Adventures because it was an emergency because my socks were wet <laughs> and it was cold. Yeah, I because remember, I remember that day. Because we, we had the great idea to oh. just have a run on the rapids or just when the air was freezing, it was, it was almost so almost New Year's. so wet, it was the, the worst idea we had on that trip. <laughs> but we got aerial socks yeah, yeah. for that because my mom was like, you go to that store and just buy socks and was like... I already had my eyes on this aerial socks, so okay, I guess. <laughs> I'll say what you I'll do. I'll do long. So those are my memories. Who wants to go next? Uh, Timmy? Yeah. Um, well, The Little Mermaid used to be like my favorite film, and Ariel was like my favorite princess until I discovered Mulan and how much I related <laughs> to her. But yeah, no, for the longest time, I, I just love this movie, and I think it like left an impact on me because like I love everything about the water like I'm I love I'm a waterbender and Avatar the last airbender I love water Pokemon I just I love (laughs) the water and I love being in it and ironically I get seasick like so easily (laughs) I found that out I was devastated but yeah this movie left an impact on me I like wanted to be a mermaid for the longest time when I was like eight I think I like wrote on a post-it note to my mom and it goes mom how do I become a mermaid? Oh, <laughs> that's still me. I used to want to but be yeah, a mermaid. I actually wrote that question. Like, that was a conflict in my heart. Oh. Like, I was so sad that I did not know how to become a mermaid. And I remember, like, <laughs> oh when my I was... God. I remember this memory super clearly when I was five in kindergarten. So, I don't know if they do this in Mexico, but in, but in the U.S., well, where I went to school is, like, when you had um, free days, they would have, like, these giant tubs of water and that would be act like your swimming pool and if you were like I don't know if it was like a treat for the kids so whenever I was in that tub I would like pretend to be a mermaid and I would like try to talk and like go underwater and like I think I reenacted like little mermaid scenes with my classmates like I remember that so clearly in my brain (laughs) that's so cute yeah yeah, I would I would literally try to talk underwater and I would just be like (laughs) 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 but I still had a blast so no, I love this movie so much. I sing all the songs. I, I, yeah, I love it. I love the animation. It's like, I think it's the first movie also when I started appreciating Disney films where I just realized how pretty Aww. animation is and how wonderful. And it's where I fell in love with Glenn Keane. And I also fell in love with 
the score of music because um, that this is the first time I noticed how beautiful the instrumentals are with the main titles, like the opening of the the movie when um, after after the fisherman song, yeah. it goes into the water with all the mermaids and just this the instrumental just it amazed me at how how of how much of the ocean and of the water it sounded like. Like I knew these weren't ocean sounds, but just the twinkling of whatever instrument was playing, it it gave you the feel that you were underwater. Yeah. And I found that I found that really incredible. I think the song is called Main Titles, mm-hmm. and it's Alan it's Alan Menken. I mean, he's incredible. So <laughs> I want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this movie left an impact. I think it was the first one where I really appreciated animation as an art form. Oh, oh, I love that. Yeah, and one little tidbit. I remember there was this one time when um I was um. My brother was singing the song, and he goes, "Under the sea, wish I could be part of that world." And I was like, "I think that's wrong." What a good <laughs> remix! But it works. Yeah. But it works. It's fine. Like it took us a second. I was like, "It sounds right," but I don't. Think <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, those are my movies. Um, I'm gonna butt in for one second because okay. you yeah, sure, mentioned Alan Menken. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to like this was his first. Like we we know that the animation and everything and the story brought it into the you know Renaissance, but he Alan Menken had such a big part of that too. So yeah, you know yeah. this was this I again I when I was a music major and I once wrote an entire music history essay about the evolution of Disney music. So <laughs> yes, um, but you know this brought it into. If you track Disney movies through history, they they usually follow the popular music of the day. So you know, look at the look at Cinderella, the the jazzy score, and mm-hmm. you know the the popular songwriters in the 30s and 40s. But um, going into the 90s, you know, in 89, the it was going into show tunes and realizing that show tunes were the yeah. new most effective way. So that's why this was so successful because we got you know the first movie that could translate directly to a musical performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and which it did eventually become a yeah. musical, of course. Um, but yeah. yeah, so you know, no, crazy. no, so that you mentioned that, like it, how it um, translated into many other Disney films. Um, I remember watching a commentary. I think it was Don Hahn, and mm-hmm. um, he was talking. He was talking about how he was watching a high school, a high school musical production, and he was like, "These are these are an amazing singers, and they're super talented." And he approached one of the performers, and he was like, "How did you learn how to sing so well?" And she, they go, I grew up watching Disney movies. <gasps> yep. Yeah. I, I am, I'm crying. Like, do you think those children knew that that was Don Han they were talking to? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. I want to die. I, uh, I, <laughs> casually. Let, let me just say that I, when I was uh, getting interested in Disney, like I said before, um, Alan McKen became one of my first heroes and he still is. He yeah, is just one of the people I want to meet most in this world and I, I just love him. I wanted Alan Menken to send my iPhone, and I wanted Glenn Keane to send my sketch. That's a dream. Yeah. Also, we should mention now that we're mentioning Alan Menken, uh, Howard Ashman, because like it was, um, he was a very big, important part of The Little Mermaid, and he made so many great uh, contributions to the film, not only with the music, but even producer. He was basically yeah, he was a producer in the movie, and he really was. one of the main people who made the little Mer- the little mermaid what it is and basically started the renaissance like he was there 
like a delete. So <laughs> a big shout out to Howard Ashman who unfortunately passed away not very long after. Mm-hmm. I think he didn't even live to see the Beauty and the Beast. No. So yeah. yeah, that's very, very tragic and very sad. Like I just imagine how much more he could have done. But at the same time, I'm just grateful for what he actually did. And yeah, I think we should all really remember Howard Ashman when we talk about these movies. He gave a mermaid her voice. Yeah, and yep. it's his oh, home. I love That's that. So I love sweet. that. Where did you get that from? It's from That's the from the Beauty and the Beast. Oh, oh, I love that. Oh, I know. Okay. I I kind of have that as my wallpaper for two years. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so that's so sad. Oh. Do that to yourself because yeah. he was beautiful, Megan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. You you are right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So T- tell me, do you? Do you have anything else that you want to share? Uh, no, I think that's about it for me. Okay. Uh, just for me, I'll try to be quick. Um, yeah, as you guys said, um, there's no way that the, the Little Mermaid could not have had an impact on my life. I Actually, one of the very first um, home videos that exists of me, like oh. if, you didn't, if you don't know, I have two older sisters, like very, very older sisters, like 10 and 7 years older than me. And there's this mm-hmm. home video and I, I'm probably like two years old at most and you can just hear my biggest my oldest sister voice like saying in the video hey Gina sing like Ariel and I and I like little two-year-old Gina is like (laughs) and it's adorable like even I'm like oh my god oh my god I was so adorable (laughs) like do you see what I mean like you just grow up with these things like I don't even remember of course I don't remember doing that but like that music makes such an impact even on a two-year-old girl that I could sing Ariel's song and I just have a lot of memories watching it I, I really remember being a huge fan of Ariel and just because she was so pretty of course and because she right. was a mermaid <laughs> and I also did that thing when I did that I did the thing that Tammy said but um on pools like yeah. I tried to swim like Ariel like using like my legs they were fins and trying to sing underwater and of course failing at it and I have a lot of memories of um, Ariel of course at the park I went to Disney World when I was I think five or six years old and I remember very clearly meeting Ariel and of course I was a little Mexican girl I didn't know a word of English but I was just so me. amazed by Ariel that I couldn't even speak I just remember her talking to me and me not understanding anything but I was just like just staring at her like oh can I just say I, I think every girl in this earth had an aerial face or is it just yeah. me Probably. I mean yeah <laughs> I, and even if you know as I think I didn't start to I'm not gonna say dislike but my mood towards Ariel didn't change till I became an adult and I was like what the heck girl like <laughs> you are a child yeah uh, oh, well, but, we can talk about that but yeah. like, you know, she, who didn't want to be free, who, and it, just the, you know, the universal theme of I want to be somewhere I can't see an easy path to, you know, that's yeah. everyone. It, connects so, to, it really connects with everyone. Uh, can I just say something? Whenever, when I was about 15, I made a whole dissertation about how the, the impact of Ariel and how all the, <laughs> all the people that said uh, hers was a bad character and a uh, bad role model and I just debunked uh, everything. Oh. It was for school, and it was about 10 I pages long, and the assignment was one page. 
Oh, oh my God. I love you. I can I can look for it. Maybe it's please. there somewhere and post. Yes, please Maybe. send that. Please, please send do. That, that, that sounds like just uh, so intellectual. <laughs> I also made a whole a whole paper on My Little Pony, but that's another oh, thing. Oh. <laughs> it was There's a the connection to My Little Pony and The Little Mermaid too. So like you're not that. Oh, oh yes, there is. Wait. Before yeah. we get to Little Mermaid 2, though, can we, we, we have, none of us have mentioned this, and I think we need to mention this. Um, prince Eric is the hottest Disney prince. <gasps> oh, um, okay. One okay, of them, girl. okay, no, 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 wait, let me, let me back up a little bit. <laughs> when we, when we were little kids, Prince okay. Eric was gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, like, I, I can't, I can't lie with you there. I have to admit, like, I, he confused me a bit because my uncle was named Eric, and I was oh. like, <laughs> I can't like you because you have the same. That's you are my uncle. That when I was weird. little, yes, when I was little, I, I was like, Prince Eric is cute, but he has my uncle's name, so that's wrong. <laughs> that's like my my deal with Aladdin. That looks that looks just oh, like my I cousin. Look like your, I look like your cousin. Who you need to introduce me to, by the way. <laughs> Wait, you have a cousin who looks like Aladdin? What? He looks he looks exactly like Aladdin. So I've never found a, Aladdin attractive. I can't. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It is unfortunate. Oh, the, ha- the hair ruffle. You can't. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. You're lost. I think he has long hair now. I don't know. He's a surfer. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh. oh okay. <laughs> okay. Can we just not talk about my cousin? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay, back, back to my point. Back, okay. Okay. Regardless of your own personal preference in the hottest <laughs> Disney prince, because we all have our own opinions, and especially as you know, young women now that we're adults and know what we like. Yeah. Um, prince Eric was very pretty, and it was very yeah. glamorous to have the very strong, you know, seafaring. He didn't like, you know, Prince Philip had the sword and the horse, but he like didn't really do much aside from slay the dragon. But Eric's like, you know, saving everyone on the ship, and like, oh, yeah. you know, he yeah. doesn't yeah. want to do anything he's supposed to do, and he's rugged, but he's handsome. Oh, so yeah, yeah, and his hair with his dimples and his hair, his eyes, like his, his hair. He's very dreamy. <laughs> yep, yep. I like Prince Eric. Not even gonna, not even try to pretend. Yeah, I don't. you're you're totally right. Like, I can totally support you because I do think <laughs> that he is like when we were growing up, he was probably the the sexiest Disney male character. Um, I guess maybe some girls will make the case for Jim Hawkins, I guess. Oh, uh, that was me. <laughs> oh, and okay. I, I do that movie Eric... scared me, so I... Yeah, no. Oh, wow. What? You, Why? You, you, couldn't appreciate Jim, you couldn't appreciate Jim Hawkins? No, but I, I can. I can now, and I could as a kid, but like that movie scared me, so I didn't watch it very often. <laughs> oh, that's like, so I sad. like I like him before, but I now I think I've outgrown him, so... He's too he's too young-looking. It's, yeah. it's a problem. Young. But Eric's yeah. a man, so like, he man. will still be... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know, maybe like, treat like right you like now, a woman. Uh, oh my gosh! Yes, yes, will. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe right now I would make, I would make a case for a Flynn Rider, but I guess if we're talking about like when we were growing right, up, no, we're talking about the ones we had growing up. Like, yeah, no, yeah, don't even get me started about even... the newer princes because okay, I what about, what about Shane? What about Shane though? What about Shane? But again, yeah. mm, no. <laughs> Wait, who? Uh, when Shane. I was, but I when, when I was oh. a. a little i wasn't attracted to shane because he was kind of mean yeah he was <laughs> he very have, like he was very really charismatic yeah he wasn't like the same like charming mm-hmm. now as you know he's very attractive he's a fit dude but mm-hmm. like a you fit. know as a when i was eight i yeah, wasn't really I, yeah. I was obsessed with mulan though so don't 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 think that i wasn't um <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I just still not into very muscular guys. So yeah. <laughs> goodbye. See, and now we're adults with who we know our preferences. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> okay, but we can all agree that Eric was was the hardest prince when we were growing yeah. up, and that I don't think there's like even any contest. <laughs> okay. He's so pretty. Yeah, ha- he is. The, have you finished, or we can say uh, other things? <laughs> I mean, are you going to let me keep talking about Prince Eric? So, no, you should probably I mean, we can, move on. We can make a whole <laughs> podcast on, on Prince Eric. I think we should. Maybe we almost did. We almost did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to add, I mean, not add, because I'm just going on a tangent here, but I do want to say that watching this movie, like, for the podcast, I did really feel connected to Sebastian. I was like going to say that. How did you know I was going to say that? Because I, uh, of course, I can Be- read your mind. Because you can read my mind. We watched it together. We, we discussed together. that. Yeah, we were watching them and we were like, Sebastian is so funny. Like, we were cracking up at him. And when, when the movie ended, I really felt for him. Like, I, I do think that I never appreciated him as a girl. Of course, as a girl, you, you're always thinking of Ariel and Eric. Mm-hmm. But now watching it and being able to, like, think about other things i really appreciated sebastian's character and i think he completely steals most of the scenes he's in and he's completely Aww. relatable and he is the one with the most common sense and yeah he wants to help Ariel, <laughs> that is but true he wants to be loyal to king trident but he and yeah so i just i think he's a really amazing character mm-hmm. i have newfound respect for him uh, every scene of when he was in it was just amazing i, I don't i don't remember what moment but i just cracked up yeah, I do, remember do you remember yeah, what, think, what moment i think it was i don't know what he's about to say to, to king trident but he's like rehearsing it and he's like okay i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it and he he gets in front of king trident and he just goes <laughs> very high pitch like a scream and he can't get the words out anymore and like andy cracked up at that moment i'm still cracking up yeah it was so funny so yeah just sebastian appreciation yeah um <laughs> Okay, if I may input my own agenda yeah. for one moment, what is everyone's l- most unpopular Little Mermaid opinion? Because mine might piss someone off. So if we all have one, it might not I be think so you. Bad. I know what's yours, but uh, oh, I don't think I don't think you do. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, <laughs> okay, uh, unpopular Little Mermaid opinion. I think I have one. Um, maybe I guess Ursula's not really one of my favorite villains, and that would be like. Most of it, because I think a lot of people, when mentioning Disney villains, they will they will put Ursula Ursula at the top. But I don't really, I, I don't think I would. I think she's great, and she really steals the show. But I don't think I would mention her as a favorite Disney villain, like not on top of many others. So yeah, I guess that was that's my most unpopular opinion. Like I don't hate her. I I do think she's an amazing character, but I just don't hold her as high as other people. Other people. Mm-hmm. So um, my popular my, my unpopular opinion is that I actually like the 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 fish song the the lepo song song. Oh my god, who doesn't like that song? Uh, every, I think what everyone song? loves uh, that song, Andy. A lot of Le- a lot song? of people don't what? like that the so song Le with Chef Louis. I love when, when I well when I was a little fish <laughs> when I was a kid in 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 the internet. A lot of people in fan pop. I don't know if you ever got into. Oh my god! In there, <laughs> a lot of people just said that oh, this, this, this is the only thing that I don't like about the Little Mermaid. And I think, in I think even the nostalgia critics said, said that somewhere, where I like it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's so much okay. fun to sing. Yeah, it is. It really is. 
uh, Tammy or Meg? I don't Tammy, know if I have an unpopular Tammy. opinion. Like, I love this movie so much. Everything <laughs> about it. Like, I already told you how much it means to me in, an, like, an animation art, uh, as an art standpoint. And I also forgot to mention that, like, it was the first musical I fell in love with. Like, I listened. I found it. I found out about the musical production when I was 13 years old. And I listened to that thing day and night. Like, I think it made me fall in love with musical theater. And I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay. think I have. Well, that's, that's, okay. Yeah. that's okay. That's great. <laughs> I'll give you a pass because that was adorable. <laughs> so, what, what's your unpopular opinion, Nick? I cannot stand Scuttle. I want to oh. punch him in the face. <laughs> and what I can't. Okay, you know, you know the ride? At, yeah. Well, I guess at both parks. I don't remember if he's in the mm -hmm. one at Disney World. But I think you know, it's the he's, same. He's the freaking narrator, and I just want to, like, throw things at him. And I was oh, like. Yeah. I Have can't you handle him. Did he song though on the in the stage production? That's yes, it. I have. I have. You do hate but it? Like, yes. Oh, I just like oh. I, I don't know why he just he just makes me so angry because he's just. Oh my god! Just if he were just a little bit smarter, like yeah. everything would be fine. Everything would be fine. He just is, and you know the whole he just his voice. I'm just screaming at people through the end of a <laughs> wrong end of a telescope. Like, come on, dude. Like, oh my god. Anyways, I, I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think you're alone on that. I think yeah, not. more people in the world around the world hate Carl. I can't hate him because <laughs> he sings just like me. I was about to say I I, I do like that part in Kiss the Girl. Dying <laughs> <laughs> animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he kind of ruins that song. I think the song is very cool. Just when that beat, com beat comes up, it really makes me laugh. And yeah, I don't know if that really said um, it's along with the mood but yeah i think it's funny i can just say that uh, another part that i like about that about that scene is how flounder is just splashing around oh, where all the other fish yeah. and it's adorable he, he just wants to be part of it he <laughs> wants to be part of that world oh okay can we go into okay. the little mermaid too okay so i think that was an amazing discussion <laughs> of the little mermaid guys. i, I, I a so, lot of... i think yeah it was so much oh, fun gosh. i really wish we could talk more about the little mermaid because i do think we could full, feel a whole podcast on the subject but we're here for another reason. Okay. <clears throat> for the better movie. What? What? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, Unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> okay, okay, so before, just to start things up, we're talking about The Little Mermaid 2, Return of the Sea. And for anyone that hasn't seen it in a while or has never seen it, the story basically follows Ariel's and Eric's daughter called Melody. Mm -hmm. And basically this sea witch called Morgana, who is Ursula's evil sister. Ursula's uh, crazy is, sister. <laughs> she's trying to uh, kidnap and hurting Melody to get tri Trident's uh, Trident. Mm -hmm. So Ariel's and Eric's solution for the problem is to lock her up and not allow her on the sea. But of course, this just backfires and makes Melody just obsessed with the sea. Yeah. And she eventually. <laughs> oh wow! Who would What a shocker! Yeah, she goes straight to Morgana and falls into her trap, Morgana turns her into a mermaid, she gives her everything she ever wanted, and of course this makes Melody trust her, and agrees to steal Trident's trident from her, she doesn't know he's her grandfather, he doesn't know she's a princess, and she just goes, steals it, brings it to Morgana, and of course she starts ruling everything, <laughs> and having everything under her power, but of course Melody realizes the wrongs that she has done, and she defeats Morgana by herself, she gives a trident back to Trident, and everything is back to normal, except that now 
Ariel is allowing Melody to be on the sea and just merging the two worlds and that's how the movie ends mm -hmm. and yeah so do you guys want to go into your thoughts on the movie and your memories with it mm, who wants to start Meg? <laughs> uh, sure I'll start um, so as I probably mentioned um, I was a music major I've been singing since I was six years old um, I was a voice major in college oh. so here you go we got eight princess number mm -hmm. one who has dark hair number two whose <laughs> name is literally a musical term <laughs> and who sings and i was like that's me that's it i am melody that is it um i love this movie so much i mean love present tense um i definitely watched it all the time um my little sister's middle name is morgan so to this oh. day I associate her with Morgana and vice versa oh, yeah. because like I, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't know, you know, the Arthurian Morgana enchantress uh -huh. of, yeah. I was like, Morgan, Morgana, that's Rachel. And then I just, you know, kind of went with it. So I still oh, laugh when I, bet I watch she loved this it. movie. Oh yeah, I know she loves it. Um, and it's just like, you know, there's so many fun songs in this movie that, yeah. you know, and for a yeah. while you couldn't even find the soundtrack on, um, iTunes um, for a while. I mean, you still can't stream this anywhere. You can't, um, you know, you have to own it or find a way to find it. Um, oh, I had my ways to to download. Well, yeah, no, I, I I have it on DVD. Okay, so um, oh, but it was just you know, it's such a fun story, and I liked it because you know, Melody was independent, but not in a way where she was, she, there's no romantic motive in this. Mm -hmm. Not not to diss anything that, you know, I have no issues with things that have romantic motives, but, you know, as a kid, a girl who just wanted to do something great on her own was pretty cool. Mm. Um, so, I love this movie. And <laughs> you can, you know, pry the soundtrack out of my cold, dead hands, because I will Aww. be singing this until the end of the world, because, you know, Titanic dip and daring adventures. That's just such an earworm. Like I just listen to it and it does not get out of my head for like I, I have been singing it since I watched the movie and I think it's been like four or five days. I, I think well, I, I've been singing it before we watched the movie because I just remembered the song. Yeah. And I yeah, haven't no, watched the movie since we, years ago. <laughs> as soon as we had this scheduled, like even like two weeks ago, I just been continually just like every every day i'll sing it in my head like four times and then i'll just be like why yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> it's like one of the memes that okay brain time to sleep yeah okay let's jump uh into tammy's memories with the movie oh gosh so many um so well so when I was a kid, we my school was like an hour away from my um, my house, wow. and oh like, my goodness, yeah, yeah, it was a long, it was it was it wasn't far. It was just really really traffic. I grew up in the Philippines, oh, okay. and oh. the traffic is just really heavy there. And yeah, a twenty minute ride turned into an hour ride at around mm. after school hours. But yeah, um, this um, so my car had like a little TV in the oh. front. And Little Mermaid 2 was the designated movie for every <laughs> ride after school. So you can imagine how many times I've watched this film. <laughs> it, was, it was so many times. I love it so much. Um, I'm, like, re-watching the clips right now. And just, like, the, I remember how much 
joy and serenity the scene of Melody swimming in the ocean in the beginning gave me because it's just so beautiful and it's just that's what I wanted I love the water I love the ocean despite my um ability to get seasick in like one minute but yeah and like she was literally a human turning into a mermaid like that scene with Morgana when I was a kid I was like so how can I do that (laughs) like I can sell my soul how do I contact my local witch sea witch (laughs) I love every single song in this movie like I love the tip and dash song I I love the intro song. I used to play that so many yeah. times, and especially the end song. I love the ending song. It was just so fun, so free, and I wanted to dance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that song. And then for a moment was my freaking jam. It was amazing. Like it was, yeah, it was her. It was like her moment of becoming a mermaid, and I was like, I lived vicariously through <laughs> through melody. And I think my favorite lyric was like, um, she can feel the curls and curling out of her hair or something uh, like that. Yes. But I was like, I love that song, that lyric so yeah. much. I used to play it over and over again. But so many good memories with this song. And, like, watching it again, it's still just as good for me. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it, 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 it aged well with time. Like, I think it just has so many nostalgic memories that it, it just means the world to me. And when Melody said, Grandfather, I think this belongs to you, I was like, as a little eight-year-old, I was like, yes, you go, girl. <laughs> yes! <laughs> You show her. She's <laughs> so badass. I loved Melody as a little kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. This movie's great. I love it. I still love it. And yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah. I'm going to steal back one for one more second. In college, you know, I went to a really small music school. Mm-hmm. Um, this was one of the movies where I could turn it on in my dorm room and people would just show up to watch it. Aww. Like, it was, and, and you know, we have a bunch of music majors who, you know, can all sing. So here we are. Everyone's singing different parts and all of it. Beautiful. And it's just like, it's Aww. so great because everyone loves this movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. And then, of course, you know. I would know, love to yeah. be there. I would love to see that. And then they get into arguments about how Ariel could possibly be a soprano now when she was definitely a mezzo <laughs> in the first movie. And it's just <laughs> oh like, guys, stop. <laughs> like, Jody. Watch the movie. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, will you continue? Yeah, I need you go. I think you're excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> The Little Mermaid 2 is the most important movie of my childhood. Oh, it really is. I, I can't remember a movie that I love the mo- that I love more or that I watch more. And Melody is still my third favorite princess of Even out of all of them. She's not considered a princess, but she she's is. not considered a princess. But she's in her in your heart. In my heart, she, she yeah, is. Yeah, in all of our hearts. Uh, I always said when I was a kid, and when I was a kid, I used to say, "When I have a daughter, I will name name her Melody." And I would say, in an alternate universe, very, very, very far away, if I have a daughter in that universe that is very, very far away, she will be named Melody. No, Melody. And and it's just, I think that this movie actually has a lot of love from our generation. I know that, okay, it's a sequel or, or, but for some reason it really stuck with people our age. I think because... Mm -hmm. I think it, it, more than The Little Mermaid because Melody was a kid and because, I don't know, I think we all had the, that desire to be mermaids. Yeah. And uh, that's the thing that I never could get about Ariel when I was a kid and still <laughs> I can't, I can't. Uh, why does she want to be a human when she's a mermaid? And <laughs> so... I, I, yeah, same. So I just got frustrated and I decided to <laughs> watch... I can't 
imagine little like five year old Andy watching Little Mermaid and be like, "What are you doing, you idiot? Why are you <laughs> get so frustrated with you?" <laughs> oh, I, I that's exactly how I reacted. No, you you nailed it. And <laughs> so I just. <laughs> I just changed the movie for The Little Mermaid 2 and it, it was all fine <laughs> because I could totally understand it was just like wish fulfillment yeah, like a lot true. of people mm-hmm. say okay like romance stories and that is your wish fulfillment wish fulfillment, fulfillment movie yeah. yeah no this this is it for me it still is I just I just we, we were watching it and Melody was turning into a mermaid and, it was, and I was just like oh my god if that were me I still do I, I follow a lot of Instagram people that work as, as mermaids, as, prof- as professional mermaids, and they just share wow. their stories all the time. I just really love mermaids. Okay, so um, when I was doing my research, I found that <laughs> Little Mermaid 2 has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, and in a, out of 50, it is the 27th worst animated film for children. Um, I, I can't that. believe that. I know, which is like, but, but, objectively, it is predictable um the animation isn't great obviously because it was given to the straight to video team um and like you know it's i guess basically just kind of an inversion of the original story which isn't really original but like (laughs) as far as the cat i mean like it is literally the original cast like they didn't have to bring in any sound alikes for this um except eric Except Eric, but he didn't talk much in the first place. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, the and they even got Pat Carroll to be, you know, the villain again. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And, that was awesome. And like, you know, the the crowd shots are bad, and you know, those stupid kids who tease uh, her are dumb. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of it that's just really just, you know, not dumb but juvenile. But yeah. this is literally a straight to video. Disney sequel that is made for the eight-year-olds with the VCR <laughs> and that alone. This was yeah. never supposed to be a blockbuster. This was never so I understand that you would give it a 30, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. if you went in with expectations but mm-hmm. if your expectations were to see a movie with you know fun music, cool characters and you know maybe pretty to look at sometimes then yeah it's bomb so you know what you guys can calm down with your rotten tomato ratings because it's not <laughs> a bad movie it's just not a oh it's a good word it's not an advanced or a masterpiece it doesn't try yeah, to be it's, because it doesn't try to exactly be. it doesn't try to be um but that being said if i had anything to complain about like come on morgana is so dumb like they could have they could have gotten another villain who was yeah. also a sea witch. They didn't have to be Ursula's Grace's sister. I love that like, line. It makes me crack, crack up. So like, much. why hadn't we heard about her? Why wasn't she a threat to begin with? Why wouldn't Ursula have had her help her yeah. when she was trying to take over the first time? So yeah, that that in itself is dumb. But um and the the scene with the um the kids in the ballroom was just painful, like with uh. the whole yeah. The cake, the cake, and Sebastian. Like Sebastian, why were you in her sash? Yes. Like, come yeah. on. When like, I was a kid, I, I, I really needed thought... something to make her go off and cry. But like, really, <laughs> mm-hmm. why? Yeah, I was like, how? How did? How didn't she just feel a giant crab in her back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I have... mean, 
he was just, and he was just sitting there staring at it like oh look at me i'm squished like dude you have claws like it's not the same as having a pocket knife when you're tied up with a zip tie like come on you're dude. right <laughs> oh my god you're, you're right what? i don't know maybe this is maybe this is an unpopular opinion but like that scene used to like was like gave me so much anxiety as a kid because i was yeah. like i was ready i was ready for it to like for a shit to hit the fan but like i think that works for me because like as a kid i was invested in this scene. i was like oh no melody's gonna f up <laughs> like this, no. is, this is it she's so ready to be the princess she was meant to be and then everyone's gonna find out the truth and it just like it it pained me like i think it worked well for a scene for me as a little kid i that scene when it turns like dark pink slightly red it really gave me anxiety as a kid and it really made me feel mm -hmm. bad for melody yeah same and that iconic line i'm a princess of disaster oh yes i love the oh my god disaster. the whole i was a regular fish out of water line like i oh, love that i love that was, <laughs> that was so clever <laughs> and so a good, like uh, a really good joke a good dad joke yeah oh my god, oh my god. i really said that but those like, you know, the bullies were, I feel like they weren't really necessary. Like, oh my gosh, she talks to a crab. Like, okay. But they were just like mean for no reason. Like she's a freaking princess. Come on. If you were a, you know, a subject of a royal household or a, you know, even any kingdom, you would be respectful. I would hope, yeah. especially if the queen was standing there on the stairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely. I think but, it's more you know. of like the thing that kids can be mean and she's an outcast, so that's the that's the part that Right, no, of course. But like before, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't what's the word? Not it wasn't secretive at all. They were just openly like ha 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 and then you know Yeah. yeah. I was like, Why is my daughter crying? Yeah, uh yeah. And then, you know, Louis had to go and ruin everything with his freaking obsession with murdering Sebastian. <laughs> Like, why was he do even doing that, oh, like, oh, no. in the middle of the party? Oh, no. he, he was, he was delivering the I think that was laughter. I think that's I know, that was. I was gonna say, it sounded terrifying. <laughs> kind of like the Joker. <laughs> oh my god. If I had anything bad to say about this movie, I mean, aside from the objective, you know, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes and 27 out of 50 for 50 worst children's movies, um... <laughs> no, like, I, but again, these are these are decided by people who have expectations for a movie that is literally a direct video sequel of mm -hmm. a princess movie. Like, yes, it's predictable, and the animation isn't great because you know it was the direct video animation team, and it's you know basically a mirror story of the original, but like, it has really great music and it has really great characters and. If you look at it as just a fun time, if you're an eight-year-old sitting at your TV, then it's a really awesome movie. Yeah, It's not a work of art. It is not a of any Oscars. You know, no one's going to have to, no one's going to write their thesis on this movie. I mean, if you could, please send it to me, please. But other than that, like, and, you know, the whole, I, the, I have anxiety about the ballroom scene. I think mm -hmm. we all do a little bit because, you know, those mean bullies are, 
dissing the princess in front of her queen mother. And, you know, you're all just sitting there watching her having a meltdown and, and Sebastian's like stuck in her sash. Like, come on. Like, none of this had to happen. You didn't like you didn't even have to give Louis the cleaver. Like, I'm sure you could have at this point known that he just shouldn't have knives. And like, <laughs> but like, yeah, what was he even doing? Like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that whole scene with the this really pink, childish. with the pink and the red kind of like mood, it really gave me anxiety as a kid. Like, it really made me like really worry about Melody, and I was really feeling for her at that moment. And so I have that scene very clearly in my memory because it really gave me anxiety. And um, yeah, like the whole thing with Sebastian being trapped in his in her dress is just like so. It it's forced, I think. Yeah. Because like, why why couldn't even why couldn't Melody feel him there? Yeah. Like it really makes no sense that the only moment that they feel him is when the boy they the boy that's dancing with Melody puts his hand on her back and then Sebastian for some reason attacks him. Yeah, that that is so. Why why did you do that? They do not yeah. break the the knot. And like it really does does make no sense that they're out there laughing out loud at the princess when the queen and the king are basically there like have you no respect for the royalty <laughs> right like, like those, are, those children their subjects like yeah those children should like lose their heads like even if they're, if they're <laughs> noble like nobles or whatever like they're still like very mean and they need to be put in your place yeah like if you're <laughs> gonna laugh at the princess and just Face the consequences. Face the consequences. So Disney, Sydney, <laughs> cue the Queen Disney of Hearts, like turns to the Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that line afterwards when Melody is in her room and she's like, "I'm the princess of disaster." That's that's a, like, wait, maybe that oh, I call that is dibs on my my Twitter name. Oh, princess of disaster. Uh, you guys already got you guys already got tip and dash. I call dibs on. Oh, yes, yes. Um. <laughs> we, we were saying, like, oh, we, nobody will ever get this. In, it of, was course like, Meg did. Oh, well, like, of course, oh, Meg did. Of course, Meg did. For the people out there that don't know what we're talking about, like, on Twitter, Andy and I changed our display names to Titanic Tip and Darren Dash, respectively. So <laughs> that's why Meg is now going to be Princess of Disaster. And if Tammy used. <laughs> and if Tammy I can be Ursula's Twitter, crazy sister. <gasps> yeah. Whoa! That would be yes! perfect. Yeah. Well, I don't have a Twitter handle, so. No, okay. You do, but. I mean, I, just, I don't know it. how to access it anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Tammy, you, you should get back on Twitter. It's fun. Um, so, it's yeah. Scary. Okay, so we were talking about what we didn't like about the movie. Mm-hmm. So, apart from that scene at the ball, with kinda, which kind of feels like force in all senses, like the bullies and the drama and everything just kind of feels like it's not supposed to be there. Like, what else do you guys think? Could be improved. Can I say something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The depiction of Ariel, like this happens a lot. We see we Uh, we saw this with the Lion King. And we will see this on on Lady in the Tramp too as well. Um the helicopter parenting and like they kind of lose their personalities when they become parents and I don't like that. (laughs) Because I don't think that's true. And I think that's just a lazy, a lazy way to produce conflict with, but it just damages the character that we know and love. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, she just looks weird. Like also yeah, the, the, I mean, the character animation is too. weird. What? It happened with Simba too and Lion King too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that too. Like when when characters become parents, like they 
they tend to just feel the role of the parent and then lose whatever character they had previously. Well, and, you know, in their defense, though, Ariel and Eric are a great couple. Like, Yeah, they are. They're, they're like, if you ignore what they're doing to their child and you know, <laughs> their intentions aside, I mean, as an adult, I'm totally on their side. Yeah, so, you know, Eric is a super great dad, and he's trying to be, he's actually trying to, like, actually be a dad, which is like, wow, what? Disney dad? Um, <laughs> and he... When Ariel wants to, she's not saying it, but she really wants to go help find Melody. And he's like, honey, just go. Like, put on your fins and go. I support you. And it's so sweet. And yeah. yeah, And at the end, when they're like totally supportive of Melody when she's made her decisions. And it's just so cute. And also Eric, like, comes in on a ship and saves the day. Even though it's literally a mermaid battle. Like, he should not be there. But here he is with his ship and I mean, rescuing his daughter. It's so I mean, great. Did you see him in the original film? He was yeah, just exactly. like, yaw at Ursula <laughs> with his ship. Yeah, correct. Correct. I, forgive me. kind of extra. And that's why we love him. But he's, Actually, yeah, he's I was a sweetheart. I was, I was telling Andy when we were watching the movie that like that scene right before Ariel gets gets back into a mermaid like he really looks like kind of buff his shirt is like so like you can kind of see his pecs and it's just gorgeous to look at <laughs> I think he really that whole like you know open, he really open stepped neck. up his look from the first one like maybe, yeah not in the face but in the body I think he looks even better in the second oh <laughs> just well, because he just like- looks fine even Ariel's, like, her wardrobe is very similar to what she was wearing in the original, but just, like, a little bit, like, extra detailing on the hem or, like, a little bit different. Her hair's up in that fancy braided bun. Like, you go, Queen Ariel. <laughs> and there is a scene with Ariel in which she, I don't know, she just takes off her shoes and goes oh, into the water. I love and that scene. I, I always used to do that when I was a kid, and oh. I still remember it's one of the of one of the scenes that was always stuck on my mind. Okay, we can talk about the stuff we didn't like. Uh, okay, so I have a thing I didn't like, if I can mention it. I really enjoy Tip and Dash's character, but when I was watching this, I was like, this is just Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, like they completely, <laughs> they completely rehashed them. They turned Timon into a penguin. They turned uh, Pumbaa into like uh, what? What is he? Uh, or a walrus? No, a walrus. walrus. A walrus. Sorry, I, I forgot the word in English. <laughs> but they're basically they have the same you dynamics. Walrus in Spanish. Morsa. Morsa. Okay. Um, can I argue that point though? Because I don't think Dash yeah? is wait is Dash the penguin? No, no, tip. Okay, tip is I don't think I don't think Dash is quite a Pumbaa though, because Pumbaa's no, like no, 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 no. I think gross. Tip is, yes, tip, tip is, is Timon. Timon. That is correct. But like Dash is very gentle and like actually kind of intelligent, and not he doesn't make fart jokes. So you know, <gasps> yeah. is that going for him? No, but I think the dynamic of oh the the really small kind of skinny one and the other more clumsy with a bigger heart and that also happens to be fat and the little one has like um is the leader and he comes up with the plane issues and yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I love I love how just make was like what, what were you saying about tip and dash 
no. slander my children. Right? Like, excuse me. I'm not That's song them. in the movie. Oh, that I'm is... not slandering them. I'm just saying that they tend to uh, grab something that worked in the past. In yes. this case, Timon's relationship. And they turn them into a penguin and a walrus and change them up a little bit to fit yes. the story better. And that just seems kind of unoriginal to me. Like, we've seen the dynamic before, and it just kind of seemed rehashed for me. Okay, well, speaking of original, uh, how about Morgana's two pet manta rays? Oh. Like, cloak and dagger. Are you kidding me? Like, that is yeah. the most pathetic, like... <laughs> that's her like, name. Come on. Well, it, yeah, that, that's their names. But, like, why does she need a pet shark and two hench things? When Ursula only needed two hench things, she did it all on her own without a shark. Because uh, Morgana so. is diet coke She has mommy issues, and that's a thing. <laughs> did you say diet coke Ursula? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> like, it's like Ursula, but not really. But like, <laughs> light. Ursula light? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's, that, that's her. Um, but I know, if we did just like word. a... If we did a side by side of all like the similarities between the original and the like the sequel with like the stuff like that, it would be comical. Like, yeah. the only the biggest difference in this movie is that King Triton makes two rainbows and not just one. <gasps> yeah. What? Yep, he makes one at the beginning and then and one, one at the, the end. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he makes one for Melody's Happy Melody Day or whatever, and then one for the end when they're all happy. So we were saying. That Morgana is light Ursula, and that yes. if you make a comparison, yeah. If we if we if we tried to compare every little bit about each of the movies that were similar, it would be pretty comical. Except the whole King Triton thing, because King yeah. Triton makes two rainbows in the, in this movie and only one in the original. So I think this makes it a better movie. Yeah, of course. Two rainbows, two, two rainbows are always better than one. So clearly, the the Little Mermaid is the superior movie in this case. Point made. <laughs> Well, also, one thing I dislike about this movie, like, there was a really, really intelligent, strange, like, one simple plot point that we know once when Melody takes the Triton and and take, takes the Trident. Sorry, I will never get that right. <laughs> and Triton's all like, no one could have picked that up but me or one of my A family kids. member, yeah. But, like, it was like, that wasn't that more important. Like, she's yeah. the only one who Morgana could have had steal the freaking trident. It was, yeah. it was her. She was, that was the reason why she had Melody, you know, <laughs> you know, persuaded to steal from her own family. Yeah, that was definitely, like, something that they could have played with a lot more. So, like, they would, it would have explained Morgana's character, like, earlier on. So we could kind of understand why she's with fixating on this child. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that should have come up earlier. So, because as it is in the movie, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, it's so convenient that one of the family members is the only people that can take their trident out of the thingy. Wow, it must be How convenient. (laughs) How freaking convenient. But I guess also the... The target demographic for this movie probably doesn't really need to understand that anyways, so... That is, like, the motto for every one of the sequels. That's so freaking convenient. Right. (laughs) So, um, I think for me, this movie just kind of is suffering from sequel-itis, which is just, like, trying to rehash some 
points that the original made, but just giving them a different spin. And sometimes I do like that. Like, for example, I really love that. I really love the irony of Melody being the the daughter of Ariel and she's a human who wants to become a mermaid. And Mm -hmm. like, that's so ironic. And it really is funny to me. And it's um, just these parental um, parallels I just really love. Uh, But in some other parts, it can't come off as unoriginal and it can't come off as, you know, we're just going to do the same movie, but backwards. And that's what it feels like at times. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my main watches with it, I would have to say. Um, Aside from that, I really don't like Ariel's, how Ariel's character is handled. But, and Tip and Dash, I think, are funny, but they're really like, they do help, but not as much. And they are just kind of Timon and Pumbaa, but in in other forms uh-huh. as a penguin and a, as a as a penguin as a walrus and um the animation is lacking at various points i think the continuity and the quality of animation it really fluctuates i think mm-hmm. i think it's, I not, right. it's not consistent throughout the movie so it really it it really hurts it but then again we cannot um we can't really be too hard on it because it is a direct-to-video sequel and the budget <laughs> wasn't that, like, as existent as The Little Mermaid probably had. So they mm-hmm. did what they could with what they had. But, it, yeah, so I think for me, it really takes the movie back a little bit. Like, yeah. it doesn't, for me, it doesn't hold up as well because of those little points. Like, the animation could be better, the the attention to detail to be better, the design, the characters could be better, and some character handle, like the handle of some characters like Morgana and Tip and Dash could be better. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, uh, I think it's a really enjoyable movie. So like, I don't know if you guys have anything else that you want to add to the things that we didn't like, or we can jump right into our, what we did like. I'm good with jumping in. Yeah, I don't think I... So I think Megan is really, really excited to talk about this. So can you, like, we, we already kind of know because you you have told us a little bit, but can you uh, explain a bit further why you enjoy this movie? Um, I, I really, I mean, I, I think it all boils down to the musical aspect of it. <laughs> like, the character of Melody getting to sing as a young princess mm. was exciting. Ariel getting new things to sing was exciting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, here we have a princess who's known to sing with her daughter who's now singing and her name is a musical word. Like, <laughs> it was just, like, that was little musician me's, like, dream. This is, like, Aww. you know. Um, and, you know, it's really easy to see yourself in melody. And we... I, I was joking. I... When... At the Disney store, when our our name tags don't have our hometowns, like the ones in the resorts and parks do, um, our name tags have our favorite character listed under them. I think so that's so cute. That's I adorable. Was, <laughs> I was trying to pick um, my next name tag, and I literally almost picked Melody because she's an option. And oh, she's an option. She is an Recognize option. Recognize Melody. Get you can't get a lot of characters, but you can get Melody. So next, <laughs> I may have to get her for next name tag. So I was just like, as I was scrolling through this list of every obscure character you could imagine, I was like, wait, I am Melody in a little bit. Like that is that I was always identified with that little princess. So 
it happened. But um, so yeah, one day it'll happen. I'll have her on my name tag. But um, it's just like it's just such an easy movie to enjoy, and it's not complicated. It's not like mind blowing or extravagant. It's just simple, and you know, it's it makes me happy. So yeah. that's why I love the movie. And you know. We all probably wish that we could have Melody's locket that opened up and showed Atlantica. Oh, yes, and we all, course. like, wish we looked as good in, you know, pants and a tank top while swimming. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. We all wish we had the aerial hair swoop and whatever our hair color was. But, yep, it, it it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Timmy? Okay, so for me, I think, like what Meg said was like the musical aspect of it but for me it was more of the songs I I think the songs are my favorite part I love each and every song that is in this movie I think they're all bombs they're all bangers and I I listen to them like a hundred times a hundred times maybe more I listen to them way more than I did at the films I had them in Spanish and French because it was I thought that would help me learn those languages it didn't but they were so very pretty (laughs) But yeah, I I really like I loved the songs. Like I even had an internal conflict as I was growing up, like from a kid to a teenager. I was like, do I in for in for a moment? I was like, do I sing Ariel's part or do I sing Melody's part? Yeah, <laughs> just sing both. both. I just, just sing both. Yeah, and you just sing both. Up. Exactly. Yeah, both is good. Both is good. But yeah, <laughs> like, the songs have just so many. Like not only are they good, but just there's so many nostalgic memories. Um, whenever I hear that ending song, I always feel like dancing. It always makes me happy. It puts a smile on my face. It's just, it's just exactly, yeah. But also, I love how, like I already said, how I wanted to be a mermaid and I could live vicariously through melody. But I think that's what I did when I was little. Like I wanted to be a mermaid when I was a little girl, and to be able to see that come into fruition in this film, I think that's what I loved the most, and why I kept putting this on every day when I had to go home from school. I just, I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed living through her and then seeing what it could be like to live in the ocean. And I think it just made my, made Tammy's little eight-year-old heart skip a beat whenever I got to watch this film. Aww, that's yeah. amazing. That's so wholesome. And that's yeah, why, maybe. like, yeah. oh, sorry. I was just no, like, that's why they yeah, made this know. film. Like, it's, it's a low-budget film, but that's why they made it. They made it for us, guys. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they did. They did that. They did that. All the little girls who love the Little Mermaid. This is we were, we were definitely the best age to watch this movie when it came out. Like I was uh, three years I can old. Imagine like some other like older fans, especially male Disney fans, who can look at this movie and be like, "What are these girls talking about? Like this movie sucks and whatever." But like because we grew up with it and we can uh, see ourselves in in a character like Melody, then we definitely have a connection yeah. to it as as much as we did to original one, and that's why it really holds up in our hearts. And yeah, maybe maybe to like the hardcore purist Disney fans, even mentioning the word sequel is like gives them an aneurysm yeah. or something. <laughs> but like for us, you're it's not just really, wrong. Yeah. yeah. It, for us, it's like really natural to fall in love with a sequel like this because it, it yeah. was literally made for us. So like it would be, I mean, it's not impossible, but it would be like very hard for us not to like it. Like yeah. little girls who grew up with Ariel and then getting to see her daughter and being able to relate to her, then that's it, like, I can't imagine something that would 
resonate with children more, like especially little girls. And can I just say, like, Melody is an amazing role model. Like, she's like she's a she's a child, which is like the age that we were when we watched Disney films, and that's why we relate to her so well. But also, she's not like I don't want to say conventionally attractive because she's twelve. She's she's drawn as a she's drawn as a child, and that's what I love about her. I feel like a lot like a lot of the Disney princesses are drawn to be attractive in the conventional mm-hmm. sense. While Melody is a child, and like when you're when you're a kid, you're you're not, you're, you know, your looks aren't anything. You're just a, a kid and having a character, a strong character that is the main, that, that is the hero, heroine of her film, not have like that attractive stamp on her is, I think it, it means a lot. And also that even though she is the childish character, she does rebel, but she also learns a lesson at the end. Like she admits her mistakes and she like goes back to her family because she is a kid and she understands that she needs to like, compromise you know and not just rebel kind of like how Coco was and I think that's why it works so well you know he was like I'm gonna follow my dream but I am also a kid and I need to be with my family at this moment yeah so I I think that's why kid characters work so well I I do too I think I love that she's just allowed to be herself in this Mm -hmm. movie and she's allowed to make mistakes Mm -hmm. that and like her her decisions are completely like understandable like even when she gives a trident to Morgana like you can understand her and you cannot put it against her. And I really love that, that even she, that she's allowed to make mistakes, you know, she's allowed to be flawed because at the end she really learns what you mm-hmm. just said. And she, she really, like, I think the theme of the movie is basically just two worlds colliding. And she really is kind of, I don't want to go into like full Star Wars mode, but I do think that humanity <laughs> could be like a balance between the earth and oh the sea. Oh my God. Because she's literally the daughter of a mermaid and a human. Like, <gasps> Ariel is still a mermaid. Uh, they, I mean, if even if Ariel is not a mermaid, like still, she is still a mermaid at heart. So I do think that really is like the literal like representation of how the two worlds can and should be balanced. Oh, two worlds. Two worlds, one family. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Um, oh, we you love just, you. When you said that, all I thought was I'm looking at my, my shelf of Ryan Kylo figures, ah, and I'm thinking God. how if Melody were the daughter of any two Star Wars <gasps> characters, mm. it would <sighs> probably be them. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I, I found that so adorable. I think you're so right. <laughs> like, right? Like, look at them. Like, it's Kylo's hair, but it's like, there's sassiness and like. <laughs> okay, who's gonna, who's gonna draw that for me? <laughs> oh my god, thank when you, he... thank you for that, Megan. Now I'll, just I'll try my best. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you can try. We can try. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, Andy, do you have something that you want to talk about that you really, yeah, really like, like about this movie? I I forgot about one thing that I didn't like. I think we were robbed of Mary's hair because I, she's always, she always has it on a ponytail, except for like mm-hmm. one second. No, I I like it, but I I don't know. I just really want. want no, to I see I it agree now. with you. I agree with you. Uh, right. Yeah. That's why I always like the fan art of her with her, with her hair down, and it's just adorable. <laughs> well. Yeah. Maybe it was just so she wouldn't be like she wouldn't look completely like Ariel because I think but her just face scene. is really designed like Ariel's. And she's also what, swimming a lot, and it's really impractical to swim 
with yeah. your hair down if you're yeah, not there all the time. That's you're true. born a mermaid and you're and you know how to handle that shit. Yeah, that's true. I think that the logical reasoning behind her ponytail is that she, you can't animate she it. likes to swim. <laughs> no, like inside the story, Andy, don't break the fourth wall. Uh, uh, inside the story, like her reasoning should be like, oh, because it's just easier to swim with my hair tight. And yeah, so that's the reason. Yeah, okay. So things I liked, uh, you, said, you said it all already. <laughs> I really love Melody and I... Sebastian is still... A fab character in this yeah. one. He's um, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Sebastian being like you know relegated to childcare again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just like lots of things about this movie, and like you said, maybe I understand why people say that it's a bad movie, or because they were not the target audience. And I admit, uh, a big part of why I like it so much is because of nostalgic value. But but it's just still really enjoyable, and it makes me so happy. And it's still one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think for me, the word that I can use to describe this movie is just like wholesome. I think yeah. it's wholesome mm-hmm. in every single level, and like you know, the story is wholesome. The characters are wholesome. Like every single one of them, like. I think except, you know, the bad guys, you know, as Morgana and mm-hmm. uh, Undertow and whatever. But every single character else uh, is is really wholesome and the music is wholesome and, and everything is. So I, I, I do agree with you that it's a very easy movie to watch and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the opening, the opening shot. I think the opening shot is gorgeous. Like... I really like how it parallels the opening shot of the little, the little Mermaid, but it really gives this it really gives it this kind of soft, uh, of course, nursery kind of mm-hmm. thing because it's when Ariel is singing to Baby Melody, and it really it looks and it feels so sweet. I remember watching that as a child and just being like, I just it really felt like your mom singing to you at night. I don't yeah. know if I mm, if I can yeah. do it that way, but I really I, that's what it feels like at least to me. And yeah, I think it's such a, a relatable character, and that's very fun to do correctly, especially in a Disney sequel, for you to for for them to get the audience to connect so much to this child who, in some eyes, can be looked at as being spoiled or being ratty or being, you know, unreasonable. Like, for a child, she's really, really... Um, I mean, you can understand her. And even if, if even if I said that Tip and Dash kind of just didn't click with me because they remind me a lot of Timon and Pumbaa and, you know, The Lion King is my favorite movie, I do think that they... I, I really like how they help and that they, I really enjoy that they actually have an arc in this movie. Like, they didn't yeah. just put them just as comic relief, but they gave them, like, an actual purpose. And, you know, they're not the same people at the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie. They really grow from the experience with Melody, and I really like that, that they, that they weren't just used to get Melody to the finish line, but Melody also helped them grow in some way. And I don't, I do think, I don't think that's a small feat at all, especially for a Disney sequel. Like to put so much thought on your sidekicks, I think it's it's really something to um, admire. I think, mm-hmm. and can I, I, yeah. Can I add one thing to that? Um, yeah. When we meet 
Tip and Dash, you know, they're causing chaos as, as they <laughs> do. <laughs> but once they meet Melody, you know, they're all like, mm, no, go away. Like, no, I don't want you to go away. But that evolves into like, hey, you're going to help them. And then when Melody gets to Atlantica and he tr- she tries to talk to those, the, the more people, like, mm-hmm. Tip comes in and he's all like, nope, we're going to do the task. And he like... <laughs> takes command like protects her is be like okay we're taking charge i'm gonna make sure we get this done for you to get what you want i'm like oh tip you do care um but it's just like you know kind of like it it is a little comical how it happens and that first scene with them and the and the penguin and the mom and the ice flows it reminds me like you know of What's oh my god the penguin computer game Club Penguin, um, oh yeah. But you know it's it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did have one other point. Something you said a little while back about the music, how the music is wholesome. There's also yeah. not a villain song. There is not a right. negative song. Yeah. Every song in this movie is in a major key and either oh. energetic or positive. There are no like poor unfortunate souls or yeah. you know anything of the sorts yes so it's it's that's another reason why it's a fun thing to just watch because it just is designed to make you feel happy yeah definitely i i do i I think you nailed it i think it's just a movie that is made for children to be happy and not just children Uh you know anyone to watch it feel like you know a boost of energy a boost of happiness and positivity and that's basically what this movie is And um, I, I also, I was just going to add to the musical uh, thing because I do think that the music is just really, really enjoyable throughout all the movie. I, I, every single song is so catchy, so freaking catchy, yes. even yes. annoyingly so. <laughs> like, Titanic tip and everything. And then, 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 like it's really like some kind of like very uh, enjoyable earworms and i really love them mm-hmm. I mean, it's been so long since um i had heard to these songs and it's actually the first time that i've heard some of these in english so mm-hmm. like i've been with the, those songs in my head like all week especially mm-hmm. in tip and there and dash that's just <laughs> I don't know what kind of monster <laughs> composed this song because it's just, it really gets in your brain and it <laughs> infects it and it won't let go until you listen to it again and, and it just gets a new life and it just won't let you go no matter what you do. This is, these are just some underrated Disney songs. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I think, but, you know, because they're very, very wholesome. Aww. And I think, you know, maybe they're not as recognized for that, but... <laughs> They're just kind of songs to put you in a good mood and feel good about, you know, life. <laughs> um, Are we doing downgrading upgrades? Do, so um, do you guys want to talk about anything else uh, of that, that you really like about the movie? I was just really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. The composer mm-hmm. has... The composer is Danny Trube. Mm-hmm. Um who is an orchestrator and arranger. He has done, he's orchestrated everything from Beauty and the Beast to Aladdin to Lion King to Hercules. So he's been around for a while, but it looks like they said, hey, 
do the actual music for this. Um, he was nominated. <laughs> he was nominated for an Annie Award, which if you don't know, are the Annie. Yeah. 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 In 2001 for Outstanding Individual Achievement for Musical Score for an Animated Feature Production for Little Mermaid 2. Oh. So, so yeah. Right. So, like, yeah, he's... He did get some little recognition for this, which is good. <laughs> yeah. You know, because uh, we also read, like, way back when we did our Return of Jafar episode, like, that movie won an Annie and any as well so like mm-hmm. you know if that movie got a, an award like why couldn't this one right and mm-hmm. yeah so i just kind of wanted to add i think megan uh, a little bit back said that the story was very simple and like it, we made it we mean that in the most positive and right good way i think the simplicity of the story really helps it because when you're making an animated sequel with little to no budget you can't make you know the odyssey you can't, yeah you can't overpopulate it with stuff and with a, with a complex plot. I think you have to have a simple idea that you can execute and just focus on the characters and you know the mood of the the mood of the movie. And I think that's what I did, and I think that's why it really works. And even besides its flaws in you know animation and how maybe it can feel like a rehash i think the simplicity of the story and the power of melody's character on itself it really helps put this movie like aside from the really really bad animated sequels like even if people like to hate on this one and i do (laughs) think that if you look for worst disney sequels this is probably gonna be there somewhere and mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair because there are so many words and we have reviewed them on this podcast. But <laughs> can I just add that those lists are often made by older men. And yeah. actually, like I said at the beginning, a lot of young girls, uh, well, girls our age, just really consider this a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, like uh, Everyone says just, oh, Disney sequels are terrible. Except the Lion, except the Lion King 2. And some people say, and the, the Little Mermaid 2 is also, like, passable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can, I, can I tell kind of a kind of sad story? Um, yeah. I babysit an eight-year-old girl who's basically a mini-me, and she's a huge Disney fan and everything. And I was, back when you guys had originally invited me to do this, I had something stuck in my head. I think it was Down to the Sea. So I was singing it, and I was like, oh, shoot. I have Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid 2 stuck in my head. And she goes, what? I'm like, uh, Little no. Mermaid 2? She's like, there's a second one? Oh, what? Like, oh yes. She's like, there's a second Little Mermaid movie and no one told me? I was like, <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Also, I have to, I'm going to watch Cinderella 2 tomorrow. I was like, there's a second Cinderella? Oh. You know, I don't think a lot of the eight-year-olds know these movies these days mm. because, well, they're not available in an eight-year-old yeah. accessible platform. They're not available on Netflix or, yeah. you know, so no one's going to watch. I mean, she, we watched Mulan two together. She's seen Pocahontas two because those are both on Netflix. But like, yeah, you know, she doesn't have this easily accessible, and no one talks about it, so no one knows what it is. So she didn't know it existed, and I was like, "What are you talking?" Like, she would love this movie, so I'm gonna show it to her next time we have a late night because she needs yeah. to see it. <laughs> yes, like, I, I don't think she needs to see it, and I'm, I'm so happy she has you as her guide <laughs> through Disney sequel heaven, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> for, for children, I mean. Um, um, can I, uh, well, can I yeah. pose one more question thing slash yeah, can, we yeah, think of okay. an, can we think of another Disney movie where we have all three generations working to, 
together. Oh. The Lion King too. Okay. Well, okay. Let me, fast, not, let me make so, that case because yeah, like no, yeah, no, 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 you're totally right. Yeah. Like Mufasa's dead, but he his spirit really sets the plot yeah, in motion because true. he's the one that tells Rafiki, "Oh, uh, Kobo yeah. and Kiara need to be together." He's a and force. at the end, like it's Kiara who kind of teaches Mufasa's lesson to Simba that they are one and everything. And we talked about this on the podcast, right? Uh, so I do think that 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 counts. Okay, that <laughs> one aside, how about Mulan? I guess they're not really oh, working okay, together. Yeah, well, yeah no. I guess that counts because she's that I is like four. That is like they're four all alive. Generations. That's like all alive. What, four generations. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a good point too. I'm trying to think like when do we see grandparents and both parents together? But you're right, Mulan is obviously one as well. Um, yeah. But I was just trying to think because you know King Triton's like actually like helpful and relevant and alive mm-hmm, and like yeah. <laughs> really fit yeah, old dude. Doing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I see your point. I totally see your point. Like actually in the fight together. Let's say. Right. Mm-hmm. They all are working mm-hmm. together to defeat there at the same time, which is really cool to see all of them battle at once. Mm-hmm. Also, can I just say how sad it is that for, like, Morgana makes Triton not be able to see his granddaughter for mm-hmm. 12 years of her life. And I think that's really, really tragic. And his like, daughter! Imagine... Yeah, his daughter as well. Like, I... I... But I mean, at least he knows Ariel, and he like he raised her. But he doesn't know Melody. She he literally just saw her the day that Ariel showed her to him, and the day that Morgana appeared, and then he never got to see her again until she was handing Morgana the trident. So that's kind of tragic. Mm. <laughs> um, and you know, I just I, th- I think it's really sad because Trident really really loved, of course, Ariel and Melody, and it was so. I think it must have been the 12 more hurtful years of his life. I think. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure. I mean, we don't yeah. get to see many grandfatherly figures like that. Um, yeah. But so it's, it's it like, I guess it hurts a little bit more when we see that point of view where, it's, you know, it is someone who doesn't really know what to do because they can't see a granddaughter um mm-hmm. I mean, again we, there, we know there aren't just the parents who live long enough to have you know actual long enough family lines for us to see them in a story so yeah yeah it's just it, it's sad but happy ending so yeah yeah mm-hmm. happy ending Woo. and i also was gonna say um i forgot what i was gonna say it was about trident or about morgana Oh no, I was gonna say that I have I have another grudge with this movie and that is that we don't get to see Ariel's sisters. Yeah, right. Um, oh I mean, we kinda yeah, get to she see them at the six aunts. Yeah, yeah she that's has true. six aunts. And that's also kinda sad that she doesn't get to know them and that she at the end of the movie still kinda doesn't know that they exist, apparently. Maybe like, they all died they before. Never, no, don't say yeah. that. Why are you that oh, why gosh. are you like that? Does she have cousins? Uh, like she must have more cousins. <gasps> I don't know because okay, this is another thing. So Ariel is the youngest one, and according to Wikipedia, like <laughs> she had, she and Eric had married like right away, and I don't like that because She's I don't 17. I don't support the idea of Ariel becoming a mother at sixteen. Like I don't even oh, like support the idea of her getting married. That. Is yeah, that like a fact? Is that a Wikipedia fact or is that a real yeah, it fact? Is a, it is a Wikipedia fact, but like. <laughs> And this is like, 
like random comment, but this is what I, what I don't like about, about the Hotel Transylvania sequels because, like, <laughs> yes, of course, maybe this is like 800 years old, but uh, John is not, Johnny is not, and I think they're just so young and they look too young to be parents, and I don't think that sends a good message. I don't know if I'm just being too no, you're ra- totally ra- uh, rough on it, on, on it, but I really don't like the idea of Ariel being so young and having Melody because that would make her just 28 when this movie takes place wow. and it, it really it, it's scary that so makes me feel yeah, old. I don't support I, I yeah oh I know so I don't support that idea and I do think that they went to the trouble of drawing her a little more a little bit more mature adult I do think she looks older older than three at least mm-hmm. yeah well yeah. no that like her hairstyle is obviously very intentional like you know that's a mom bun you don't like just <laughs> have a mom bun if you're you know a 22 year old mom so i don't know yeah. so mm-hmm. another thing i do like about this movie is melody's voice and she is voiced by Terry. oh Smith. my god and she is a very prolific voice actor she's the voice of bubbles from the powerpuff girls and more famously she's the voice of Twilight Sparkle from more Little famously. Pony. I, I do think I like I I do think that's her most most mm-hmm. uh, famous character right, right now, now. Maybe I guess she's also well, Raven. She's she's also Raven and Unikitty and Timmy Turner. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like ah, she's Timmy Turner, right? Was she also Tommy Pickles in Rugrats? Yeah, she was too. I think. But um, also notice that th- she's listed in the credits as her yeah. Sarah Charanda. Mm-hmm. Yes, her is that her. Birth name, uh, and I, or maiden name, or it up, but I, I have a feeling that that's her real name. And then the uh, Tara Strong's her stage name, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also um, that she was twenty seven when she recorded this movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if like, she's Timmy Turner now, then I yeah, that's not out of the realm of possibility because yeah, mm-hmm. and yes. Yeah, so, but I what I was gonna say is that I think she sounds so young, and I don't know how she does it. Uh, <laughs> When I hear melody, I I literally feel like I'm listening to a child's mm-hmm. singing. So I have to give mad props to Tara He's Strong amazing. because she absolutely nails this part. And I read also that this is one of her favorite roles that she has oh. ever played because oh. she really loves Ariel. Ah. And that, oh. that she was very happy to get to play her daughter. So yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely, if I ever get a chance to go to a con or something where Terry Strong is, I'm definitely going to bring like something melody related for her to sign because I really oh God. Think would appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I just really love the voice that they picked for her. And also, um, as I said, I really enjoy Melody's voice in all languages. I think she sounds beautiful, and they absolutely nailed um, her personality and you know the just the beautiful scene of for a moment and the emotions that she's feeling. Like finally, like she's literally like realizing her dream at that moment. So that really has to come through. And I do think that most of the actresses, and especially Tara Strong, really pulls it off, and it just mm-hmm. really makes you feel like full of energy and full of enthusiasm for everything for your goals and whatever i yeah i really love that scene <laughs> and i will never shut up about it oh yeah one thing that happens with me with tara strong is that i i don't know if you, if you didn't tell me that uh, she's that she's voicing certain character i wouldn't know because she always does a, a very different voice yeah. yeah except in some parts that i don't know it was just one line the entire movie that i just said oh that's, that's twilight sparkle, sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's everything 
like not 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 anyone else just oh like a line i think it was especially that scene at the beginning with sebastian when she's yeah. like oh sebastian i just love this scene just the way that she talks in that See? scene is really really fun that's i just love books yeah <laughs> uh yeah if you didn't know yeah we like my little pony <laughs> oh well, I, haven't like... it. I haven't watched it in years yeah me I, too you know when i have you know i had this very close group i still do this group of friends in high school when my little pony kind of blew up so all of the all of <laughs> us got to pick one pony to represent <laughs> and of course i got toilet sparkle yeah, <laughs> just a fun fact out there. I was Toilet Sparkle in my group of friends, and we were like 15 at this point, so like, no shame. I have to share this little fact. So when I was on vacation with my family, my 10-year-old cousin goes to me, it's it's a guy, and he goes, it's a boy, and he goes, Tammy, I think you're like Twilight Sparkle because you're smart, but you're also like Fluttershy because you're nice. And I'm like, you're the oh. sweetest thing I love spending time with my cousins. One of one time, my other set of cousins—I have a lot of cousins—they're like five and seven, and they told me I look like Chell, and I'm like, "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we lose them? No. Uh, hi, oh. can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. we we lost you for a little bit. Um, like so, we didn't get to hear your story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you can go on if you want to. No, I'm good. I, I'm done. That that was about it. <laughs> Okay, um, so yeah, do you have anything else that you would like to talk about the movie that you liked that we haven't touched upon? Or just give your final thoughts on it before we move on to the next thing? Yeah, I'm good with doing final thoughts. Yeah, okay. I, I could talk about this movie for like six years, but wow. you know. I know. <laughs> I know, girl, me too. I feel like we should like make this a two-part podcast so we can keep talking. Know, right? <laughs> and we, sh- we should have Meg on again. Oh, yes, definitely. Like we haven't even oh, finished thanks. this one, and I'm already like, oh my god, man, just, just keep coming every week. <laughs> I have. You want to be the other? No, like I, I talk about my. I only talk about Disney or Star Wars every day in my life. Like, oh, me. one That's and a half well. of my jobs are Disney slash Star Wars, and like, I wish you guys could see the room I'm sitting in right now and what I'm surrounded by because, yeah, it's it's yeah. So I would love to. I, you know, you guys are. Talking about one of my favorite things is Disney things that yeah. no one else talks about. So, yeah, definitely. I think Disney and Star Wars, which are kind of like one and the same right now, I think, yeah. um, they, they really mean a lot to me and to like to Andy and I. Like that, we literally became friends because of Disney, and yeah. we have found Star Wars together as well. So, oh, yeah, I think that, that's really, really amazing, and that, I, we really love it. That's another thing we can say. Like, actually, this movie brought us closer together because we were like, oh, I can't believe you like like this movie so much. Yeah. And just like me. Like, if you didn't know, Andy and I are internet friends originally. <laughs> like, we met online like eight years ago because of Tangled, because we were such Tangled fans. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, I love Tangled. Oh my God, I love Tangled too. And then <laughs> we just, we're best friends now. <laughs> um, If you no, guys... <laughs> yeah. If if you guys love Tangled, another time you guys need to video chat with me so I can show you something. <laughs> what okay. Is it? It's a it's a Tangled thing I own that 
you probably have never seen before and I got because I am a very lucky person and I need to show it to you. But that's oh irrelevant God. to the podcast. So I really... No, it's okay. It's okay. I really I'm really interested now. So okay, so we can move on. Like okay, so we like to do this make where we basically at the end of the discussion we point out if this sequel is actually an upgrade or a downgrade from the original one. So do you wanna start with that? Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, it is a slight downgrade from The Little Mermaid, just because The Little Mermaid is such a strong movie. Mm-hmm. But personally, it is an upgrade. Like, if I were to pick of the two to watch, I would pick the sequel. Um, but as far as, you know, actual quality of mm-hmm. content goes, it's a downgrade. I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm so sorry, Melody. I love you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my heart. Okay, uh, how about you, Tammy? Um, I mean, I agree with Meg. Like, quality of animation. Sorry, quality of music. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, like, I think it's great, but, like, you know, it doesn't. it's not on par. With, no, um, it's not on making yeah. the rush, man. <laughs> it's not on par. Like, it's it's definitely a downgrade quality-wise. But pers- like, like I, I agree with Meg. Personally, it's an upgrade. Like, I think it's a, I, I love this film and I would watch it over again. I don't know if I would necessarily pick it over The Little Mermaid, but I will watch both back to back. I would love that too. Um, and it's a downgrading quality and in animation and story and everything. <laughs> but what, I I don't think it downgrades the, the saga yeah. of The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Out there that literally take the theme of the original one and destroy it and kind of <laughs> just um, they just don't respect what they what the characters learn in the first mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. and I don't think this one does this is just such a con- a continuation this is like a separate chapter from the original one and it doesn't really harm what we learned from the first one like this is a completely different story it, like it involves the same characters and it involves some of the same beats but this the the original one still remains and is still like very respected and everything. So uh I guess I'm kinda I, I don't know what I don't know if it's I don't think it's an upgrade per se because um you know the movies I have said are upgrades are something like The Lion King Two and Fantasy Two Thousand that take mm-hmm. upon the theme of the movie and kind of and rescuers. Yeah and rescuers that kinda take the theme <laughs> of the original movie and they build from that. And I don't think this one particularly does, but I do think that it's an upgrade on the story thing, I guess, because it really... Or like, I, the, or like the world. like Yeah. And I, I, I just really like the I, the fact that Ariel is a mother and she has a daughter and she's the only princess that's officially become a mother. Yeah. And I really like that fact. I, I don't know if I would like to see any other princesses as mothers, but we get to see Ariel and I think she mm-hmm. really... I think she nails it because she puts a wall <laughs> around her her, do- her daughter's home for twelve years of her life, and but as we nice. know, walls are not nice things to put to put around yourself or others. Oh. So I don't think she is an excellent parent, but she learns and she grows mm. from the experience. And uh, in the for a moment song, she literally is regretting not telling Melody before that she wasn't uh, a mermaid. And I think that's very important that she acknowledges that she did wrong and she acknowledges that she should have trusted her daughter more. 
and that way she wouldn't have caused this mess to happen. So <laughs> it really is kind of a case of self-fulfilled prophecy because in yeah. wanting to avoid her falling to Morgana's grass, she literally pushed her into Morgana's grass. I can't believe look at it that way. I can't believe Frozen took the took away from the Little Mermaid too. <laughs> can't. Shameless. Yeah, disrespectful. <laughs> Who do they think they are? So I don't know. I think this is a complicated movie to put on uh, on anything, but I guess it's a downgrade in some aspects, like quality, but it's an upgrade if you look at it from a story perspective. Like we get to see another phase of the characters that we that we hadn't seen before. Um, so yeah, I think those are my thoughts. Uh, so we can. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say or we can move on to the uh, ratings just one quick thing on the last thing you said like it's also another generation of the story like for us kids who were kids when you know we, we didn't exist when little mermaid came out but mm -hmm. this came out for us and here's the daughter of the princess like that that was also i think a big part of it was here's a, the daughter of a princess and we are all young girls so here we go. This is ours. Yeah, this is this is us. This is me. This is what I always wanted to be. <laughs> yep. I can I can say I can say that. Yeah, when I was a child, and I think I still have that. I was fascinated with the kids of the protagonists. I know it's like a kind of lousy device, and maybe maybe I don't like it as much today because it's like, why do they have to be parents? That's just that's not like the the circle <laughs> right. of life. In, in every in every person but I, I don't know like I've out of every character that has kids I prefer the kid oh. <laughs> I don't know it's just because of nostalgic value but because I don't know I find them more interesting they're more relatable I think they're um, more relatable because they're usually children like I'm thinking Kiara I'm thinking Alavi and Scan uh, Jane, no? Jane. Yeah, Jane as well. They're, they're oh my young. God. Oh, I guess Jane is not younger than Wendy was, but you know, there's kids. She? That can, I guess. I think she's the same age. Okay, so she's like visualizing, visualizing her as smaller, but you may be right. Yeah, so I do, I do, I do think that plays a big part of that. That we kind of related to them more because they were more like us in some way. <laughs> Oh yeah, so, for sure. Especially yeah. finding never or finding Neverland, Return to Neverland. Like, <laughs> yeah, I never related to Wendy like I did to Jane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Also because it was it was another time. Like that happens with sequels from very old movies. It's just like right. we like we discussed with Fantasia 2000. It just resonates with us more because you know it's another time. Yeah, it's another time, and it's made specifically for us. I think we were <laughs> the exact the exact same age group that they intended so yeah it really makes sense <laughs> um so let's move on to the ratings shall we uh for the rating uh meg we usually try to be kind of clever and cheesy with them so tammy do you want to take the first one I, I think i do have one so yeah. um i can watch the little mermaid 2 for over a hundred moments <laughs> so cute um andy do you have one yeah, I do have one. Uh, this movie deserves uh, two rainbows for King Triton oh. out of two rainbows from King Triton. That's cute. Mm -hmm. um, I, for me, I think this movie is Titanic and Daring. Oh! <laughs> oh uh, yeah, 
I was uh, thinking so, of the rainbow oh. one, but you stole it. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you. You stole that from um, give me a second. Talking. Give me a second. Where are your minutes? <laughs> give me a second. I don't know. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, it's worth okay. a third sea witch. No. no, that's dumb. That's dumb. Hold oh, on, let me get another one. Uh, <laughs> Cute. I don't know. It's really hard to come up with this it, one. It's on the okay. Screen. It's a, yeah. Sometimes we fail most of the time. Not gonna lie. I, I had practice. another funny one earlier, but I just can't remember what it was. Oh no, um, that's the worst. Yeah, I know. It's like, wait, I was witty. I promise. <laughs> I was witty twenty minutes ago. You should have asked. I, know, I swear. <laughs> um. Best movie on land and sea. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, good, good. Oh, that's a good one. You that's really perfect. put yourself, like, you really redeemed yourself there. You right? came through. Good, you came good, because I have such dumb stuff true. sometimes. Totally true. <laughs> yes, I really, oh, I, loved, I loved all of yours. Like, this has been one of the most consistent in quality ratings I think we've had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think if we have nothing else to say about this movie, I think that, that's about it. <gasps> Is that it? Yeah. yeah I oh think my god. So. I can't believe we made it. Like oh. <laughs> you probably won't know because it will be completely edited, but we had such a hard time getting this podcast together. But I, I'm so happy that we finally did. And oh my god, Meg, I cannot tell you how fun this has been. And I I just want to keep talking to you like for <laughs> an hour. Well please do. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. Yes, we, we, we definitely will. I think um, I will really, we really uh, definitely want to see you again on the show. And That's so good. definitely, like, I guess when whenever we and you have time again, we definitely need to do this because yeah, we I'd really, be honored. And I, we really loved uh, have your input and you really, really, really love Disney. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> and be, so I, I think this was a perfect movie to have you on. And that's why you asked for it. And that's why we really wanted to have you. And so I really, really, I just really want to say thank you for being with us. And thank you for having your so much patience through all our oh, time. Of course. No, I'm, I'm, this is makes me so happy just to have the Aww. chance to converse with people like even on a personal scale not even for the benefit of others but you guys are awesome and i really appreciate you all oh we, really we appreciate you. you too meg like yeah i can't wait for you i can't wait for you to come back we <laughs> already miss you meg please don't go stay with us forever <laughs> I'll be you right just here. be like here all the time yeah you're still holding i don't know what i was going to I don't know why I was going to say that, but it just came to me. I was I was going to. I'm say, still holding on to Meg. I'm still, I'm still holding on to Meg. I can't let. Go. <laughs> I want to get rid of this. Still holding on. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, so uh, Meg, do you wanna tell people where they can find you and where they can listen to you on your own podcast? Uh, yeah. So I co-host Women of the Wills with Nettie. Um, it is at women ot wills w-h-i-l-l-s and you can find me on twitter as meg meg pen pen as it sounds <laughs> um you'll find me screaming about star wars twitter you know <laughs> the, the usual <laughs> mm-hmm. um me too the fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> but okay yeah. yeah awesome you should definitely go check out women of the wheels because it's really fun and it really gives you a whole, whole different perspective uh, they they've been talking about the the prequel trilogy and it's 
been very fun. Well, I have heard the first one and Andy has heard the, the, the two of them. <laughs> two of them. Yeah. And it's really, really fun. And you definitely, even if you don't like the prequels, like I'm not a prequel hater, but I definitely have a hard time with them. But even if you're like me or if you don't enjoy the prequels at all, that you can listen to the podcast and it will do. It really will give you at least a different point of view that you can be, go like, oh, well, okay. If you put it that way. And, and I really, really like that. And aren't uh, like the, the Star Wars prequels aren't just like Disney sequels? Yeah, they're <laughs> just, you know, but they have more depth and they have something more than people don't get to realize because they just go with, oh, people hate it. So it must be like completely bad and there's no redeeming quality whatsoever. When that really is not the case. I mean, my the, the cat that is just standing in front of us is named Padme. So. Oh, yeah. And I mean, but that's also just a, the best cat name you could have, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love her. She's um, the best. I yeah. love her. She's the most beautiful creature ever. And if you ever say something that is not oh that, God. I will just... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who would say oh otherwise? God. She's so pretty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think that that's about it for the episode. Uh, again, thank you, Meg, for uh, being with us. And we definitely want to collaborate with you again. And thank you. Thank yeah, you guys. <laughs> thank you. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Remember that you can follow us at Two Division Pod, and you can send us an email to Two Division Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us all your reviews, your comments, your suggestions, whatever you want to run by us. You can do that over there i definitely recommend twitter more because we're definitely more active there you can find me uh on my twitter at my name that's gina gomez and that's at g-i-i-n-a-g-u-e-m-e-s and andy uh, i am at hufflepuff ray uh, with double f in every f <laughs> and you sadly can't find tammy on twitter but unfortunately you can, you can tweet at us whatever you want to say to tammy and we will send it to her pass the message <laughs> okay so that's about it for the episode guys thank you so much for listening and we'll see you very soon okay. bye guys bye, bye guys bye. Bye. <laughs>